You are listening to an Awkward Human podcast. For more information on this podcast or all of our shows, visit awkwardhuman.com slash shows. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Interview with a Comic Book Nerd. I am your host, Richard Cardenas. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic week. I'm having an okay one. It's okay. It's not too bad. Uh, shit's going down in the world, but that's okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to talk about comics now. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So like I always do at the top of the show, I am going to go through a comic book that I read that I really liked that week. And this week it is from Boom Comics, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This is number 13. And yes, I am a fan of the Power Rangers. I grew up with them. I am the, a kid of the 90s. Loved the movie that just came out. So yes, I am a fan. And I picked up the series and I and I really enjoy it. But we'll get into issue number 13. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background about you know where we're at, how we got to where we are at this point. Um, but yeah, this issue number 13 is written by Kyle Higgins, illustrated by Hendry Prasetya. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's that's what it looks like. Um, and then Colors by Matt Herms. So uh, this issue, basically, we're kind of starting in an alternate universe. Um, just to catch you guys up on what's going on, this does it uh, revolve around the original five plus the Green Ranger. And this is after the Green Ranger has been lifted from his Rita Repulsa spell. That's where the series starts. And he's kind of battling with himself, still having these visions and he hears her in his head all the time and he doesn't know if he can be trusted. And so we're kind of dealing with that with the Green Ranger. And then the other Rangers are also kind of dealing with whether or not they can trust him. Like some of them definitely do. Some of them are very skeptical, but, you know, they're a team either way. And what's happened is that Rita kind of has partnered with this black dragon thing who basically takes out the Rangers, steals their powers, and Tommy, the Green Ranger, and Billy, the Blue Ranger, uh, they don't have their powers because the Blue Ranger's coin was stolen from him, so he can't access his power. And then the Green Ranger sacrificed his powers to help the other Rangers because they also couldn't, um, they couldn't get to their powers. And so he sacrificed his powers to give it to them. So now they, when they transform into the Power Rangers, they're all green but still looking like their costumes. So instead of their individual red, pink, yellow, blue, blue, black, yeah, blue, black, um, they are all green. And it looks kind of cool because it's, I don't know, it's nice. <laughs> and so Billy and Tommy go into the dragon, uh, black dragon guy and they discover that he's kind of like a machine and he does this thing, the the black dragon thing. I think that's his name. Anyway, he does this thing where he like shrinks and gets destroyed or whatever. And it makes Tommy and Billy go into an alternate future where the Power Rangers were defeated and Rita is basically controlling the entire world. And so uh, we open up this issue with Goldar is being molded by uh, Finster, who is the monster creator for Rita. And basically we find out that he is being molded into like an army and he's going to lead this army of a bunch of Goldar putty type things, uh, except they're going to be much stronger than putties. And so 
then we get to see where Tommy and Billy are. They got captured by some of the original Rangers, uh, plus a nice little uh, Easter egg, not Easter egg, but like a little gift to the people who really enjoyed the show in the past. They have the second iteration of the Yellow Ranger, Aisha, who uh, pops up, and that's really cool. But anyway, uh, the White Ranger, or sorry, the Green Ranger finds... Saba, which is his like little, the white ranger's dagger thing. And so Saba is, you know, returning from hibernation or something. And basically is telling the alternate reality rangers that, you know, these two guys, Billy and Tommy, they're the real deal. They're not spies or anything. Because what we discover is that the alternate Tommy is actually evil. And he is uh, helping Rita, you know, take over the world or whatever. I mean, they, I guess, already have taken over the world at this point, but he's helping her control it. So they're basically a resistance, this alternate timeline, Power Rangers without powers. They're a resistance, and the evil people, Rita's people, they have access to the, to the morphing grid, I guess. And so they have an army of a bunch of Power Rangers. And and what's really cool is that you get to see the different iterations of the Power Rangers. So you have like, you know, some that are Samurai Rangers, some that are Rescue Rangers, some that are just regular Power Rangers. Uh, but there's like a whole army of them. I'm really nerding out about this right now. And I hope some of you have actually uh, watched the series or, you know, whatever when you were a kid and you can understand what I'm talking about. But it's a really fun series, this comic book. Um I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Uh, it's really cool because you get to see some of the interactions with Billy and um, Tommy interacting with these alternate version rangers where they're kind of like jaded and they have no trust in anybody. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, what happens on the regular uh, universe is that the rangers are trying to figure out how to find Tommy and Billy. And so everything is destroyed on their end. There is no Alpha. There is no Zordon. Or at least there kind of is an Alpha. He's kind of communicating with them, but not really. And Zordon is like nowhere to be seen. They don't know where he's at. And they get a message from Alpha. They don't physically have him, but they get a message from Alpha. And he's like, hey, you guys got to come meet me over here. I'm going to basically help you guys defeat Rita. And what we get to see later is that it's actually Rita and Finster who are controlling Alpha and sending them a false message. And so they're basically leading them into a trap. And then we get the final image of this like army, Goldar army type of thing that's happening. And so basically the Power Rangers are going to be led into a trap in the next issue probably. So anyway, I really enjoy that issue. I love me some Power Rangers. Going to continue reading it. I know that they're kind of restarting it. I don't know if they're going to continue this current run or not but basically they're restarting the series and it's just going to focus on the five original rangers which is kind of disappointing but uh that's what they're going to do i guess um so i guess we'll wait and see (laughs) when that happens anyway that's the comic that i was really into this week uh check it out if you guys you know are into that kind of thing i think it's really good i really enjoy it um this week I have Will Sterling on, and he is here to talk about Wally West. And I learn a whole deal because <laughs> there's a lot that I did not know about Wally West. Um, but you guys will end up learning that with me if you guys don't know who he is. Or I mean, yeah, you probably know who he is, but you know very little. Yeah. Anyway, and if you know a ton about him, it's a fun conversation either way. So 
Without further ado, here is my interview with Will Sterling about Wally West. Enjoy. Okay, so this is it. You're on the show now. Welcome to the show, William. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. When you emailed me or you Facebook messaged me about this thing, I believe your question was, why do you like this character? Do you li- do you like this? How much do you like this character? Mm-hmm. And my response was, more than everything. So much so that it makes me angry. So, <laughs> I don't, it was just like, it was, and I was like, how would response. you like to just talk about him and only him? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> that's all I do every day. So I will do that. Yeah. Yes. Good. Uh, and so we're here to talk about Wally West. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't one of it. the flashes yeah. from uh, DC Comics. And just to quickly let you know where I stand with Wally West. Yeah. Um, I know that he's one of the flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, Barry's nephew. Correct. And then that's pretty much it. That's all you got. Because, well, like, I've started. Which is fine. I've started. I'm excited the, the, for you to discover so many things. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I've started the the Titans uh, Rebirth series. Uh-huh. Yeah, which I'm, is good. Like, I just finished epi- oh, episode. I just finished uh, issue six. Okay. Um, so that initial return of Wally. Yes, or, or, where he, like, comes back and he's like, okay, I accept that things aren't what they were. So let's yeah. just move forward. God, this issue is so hard to read. But th- there's so much. Okay. <laughs> I came, I told Richard, I was like, I have these notes. I hope I'm not yes. the first person with notes. There's so much about that issue that spoke to me because it was exactly the way that I felt. Mm. I don't know. I didn't mean to be stepping on your toes by jumping in. No, 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 no. Go. It's your hour. What, after Flashpoint, I stopped reading DC Comics because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because they rebooted everything. Right. And Barry had already become the primary Flash and while he'd already kind of taken a backseat, but at least he still existed. Mm-hmm. And in the New 52, they were like, but Bye. You know, it was like this weird reboot of everything. And I was like, so, I just can't. And that was sort of embracing. That's what I loved about that sixth issue was Wally's like, things are not the way that they used to be, but I'm here mm-hmm. and I have to embrace this world that I'm living in now. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's how I feel about DC Comics because all of these rebirth stories have been so good and having the pre-52 Superman in it as well has helped. And having that mindset of being like, things are not the old DC universe, mm-hmm. but at least I have Wally West. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and he will get with Linda I swear <laughs> to God, at some point in time, but at least I, you know, at least we have it and, and we have to start building new memories. And I was like, that spoke, I was just like crying reading that issue. I was like, this is everything. I'm yeah. Wanting. So I got yeah. actually really confused by the whole thing because I'm kind of just jumping into DC. Uh-huh. Like I tried reading the, uh, new 52 birds of prey series and I did a few issues of that, but like just dropped off. Yeah. Um, so, so did the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I hear. The new 52. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm a, just a little confused about what rebirth is. So it's taking the new 52 characters and kind of saying, guess what? Your reality isn't necessarily what you so. thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So they're not the pre new 52 people or they, they are kind they of like a aren't. Well, what's happening? Superman, the Superman character was the pre new 52 Superman. They mm-hmm. had a, they had a uh, cross big summer storyline a couple of years ago called convergence where there was these other versions of these characters out in the, multiverse which dc is so famous for having so many people are tired of the multiverse and i'm like guys it's been part of their storytelling forever Mm -hmm. get used to it because it's never ever going to leave you know what i mean right it's always going to be a crisis on infinite however many earths and so after convergence there was a wally west two-part story with his son and his daughter those were characters pre flashpoint and uh he didn't come back but the superman was the that is that was the original superman Mm -hmm. from before new 52 okay so they were writing him 
as that character. And the new 52 Superman died right as Rebirth began. And so that was kind of everybody's introduction to Rebirth was here's this character. And Wally came back. He was the of the Rebirth special was the big catalyst. Mm -hmm. But he's slightly younger. He's not married. He doesn't have his kids, which I don't mind because I didn't like his kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm mad that he's not married. Um, and so now at, there was a Superman Reborn was this stupid, stupid storyline about <laughs> how those universes have now blended. So the New 52 and Rebirth have kind of married. So everybody's memories of who Superman is mm -hmm. aren't interrupted anymore. They're okay. like, yeah, you're just that guy. And he's like, but I'm, but aren't I not? Aren't I multiple guys? You know what I mean? Like I understand that there was this old version and there's this current version and he's struggling to understand how those two things fit together. Mm. But now the history has sort of rewritten itself and there's no flaws. And so people are like, yeah, you're just Superman. You've always been Superman. He's like, but I don't think I have. <laughs> and it's if it sounds confusing, it's because it is. Yeah. But that DC Comics wouldn't be anything without mind fucks of storylines. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. And I don't mind it because I'm like, why not? You know what I mean? It's comic books. And mm -hmm. so Wally is is part of that a little bit, but he's inexplicably younger, like I said, and has no kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see if they explain that as well because that's part of Titans. You know what I mean? Like that's right. part of that storyline. Okay, cool. So let's go back a little to the beginning. Yes. Um. I know in the show, I watched the show. The Flash, <laughs> the Flash television show? Yes. Okay. Uh, I know in the show, he gets his power because of like Star Lab's explosion. He's a metahuman now. Barry does. Well, Wally gets his the exact right. same way. Funny enough. He gets his the same way. The exact same way. In the his first appearance was Flash 110 in December 1959. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> I have my notes. I'm ready. So so I okay. Let's okay. We're gonna take the show out of it then because <laughs> I know that the, it gets super confusing or at least convoluted because they take Barry and basically give him Wally West stories. The show is basically a Wally West television show uh -huh. with a Flash called Barry Allen. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> All of the great writing that really made the Flash how as important as he is is Wally. Okay. <laughs> Great. But then they brought Barry back and they were like, fuck you, Wally. And I was like, why? And that's where my anger comes from. And we'll get there. Okay. So uh, to the beginning, he's a little kid and he is Barry's wife's nephew. Yes. Okay. So yeah. what happens? How does he get his powers? What's going on? Barry, he, Wally's a big fan of the Flash. And Barry's like, you know, I might know the Flash kind of. I mean, this is 1959. So it's oh, kind wow. of. Oh, <laughs> wow. He yeah. came in that early. Okay. Yeah. He was, I think, I think Barry's Flash started. I don't know why their numbering was this way, but I want to say that Silver Age Flash series started at number 106. Didn't start at one. Started at 106. Something weird like that. Mm -hmm. And it was only a couple of issues. And Wally shows up in 110. So very shortly after iris is like hey my nephew wally's a big fan of the flash maybe you know him because you work at central city or whatever and comic book uber comic book nerds can correct me on this knowledge because i haven't <laughs> gone back to my showcase presents and reread the specific details but barry takes wally on a tour of the lab mm -hmm. and coincidentally the same accident that made barry into the flash happens at that same time great it makes <laughs> wally kid flash and you're like oh it's a <laughs> great luck he's now the same person he wanted to be so yeah. at this point nobody knows that barry is the flash N I, not to my knowledge okay so then so then wally gets his powers yes 
And then and is immediately Kid Flash. Immediately. So, like, no one has any concern about him going out fighting crime. He's just a no, kid. No, because in 1959, you didn't really talk about those Okay. <laughs> you were just like, I have powers. I fight crime. Great. Go. And he was like, what? Fuck homework. Like, what 11, does that mean? 12? At least. Yeah. Wow. If that. And okay. his costume, the funny thing about his costume was that it was just a Flash costume. But mm-hmm. he was a kid. So, they both had the, <laughs> they both had the same. It was only, it was years later that they created the no top of the head with the hair poking out kind mm-hmm. of thing, the yellow and red. It, he just for a long time was dressed just like the Flash, except he was a child. Nice. So they were the same, <laughs> running around together. It was oh my fantastic. God. But I'm guessing when he got his powers, Barry came clean to him, right? Yeah. I okay. mean, they talked about it, and 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 that was always an important part of their relationship was their the sort of mentorship. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you read the Titans Annual yet. Not yet. I'm okay. Not quite there. They have a little bit of that in the Titans Annual, which I value. It was nice mm-hmm. that they had this whole like. Um, big hero protege kind of relationships of Batman and Nightwing were there mm-hmm. and Aquaman and um, the original Aqualad, uh, Garth w- were there mm-hmm. and Diana and um, uh, shoot, what's her name? D- <laughs> Donna. Donna. <laughs> I knew it was Diana a and Donna Ross uh-huh. and Donna and then Barry and Wally and Barry was the only person and they had a side conversation about this who was like, you're not my protege anymore. You know, everybody was treating their former sidekicks like sidekicks Mm -hmm. and he's like you're the flash on your own you know what i mean and that was really nice to see that i and i hope that they're building towards that kind of feeling of maybe wally will also get his own book and we'll have two flash books running because Mm -hmm. it's uh, evident that dc is like oh yeah wally was the flash for 23 years so maybe we should have some fucking respect (laughs) (laughs) wait so he's never had his own solo book he did oh okay i mean that's that's how to me that's the reason flash became popular was oh. because of Wally West. I mean, okay. obviously Barry's story had been running for decades. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a C-string, B-level book. And he was always part of the Justice League and cool and fast. And But he never really crossed that line from like being hokey into like interesting stuff. That always went to like Batman hmm. or even Green Arrow. Like they always took these powerless characters and sometimes Superman and gave them the interesting backstories. Green Lantern never really had any of that until it seems like uh, Hal Jordan died and Kyle Rayner came in and that was a great run in the 90s. And so with Flash, Barry was always just kind of like the aw shucks guy, but never interesting. Mm-hmm. And just so vanilla. And so when he died, he sacrificed himself in Crisis on Infinite Earth number 11, which is 1986. Wally's like, well, shit, I have to become the Flash now. Mm-hmm. So he inherently has a more interesting backstory going into becoming this hero and had a more interesting backstory which they developed in the beginning of his run not really growing up with the parents is almost being an orphan and iris being more like his mother than his his mom was and iris's brother daniel which is now how they've justified the uh the two wallies is there the, are two wallies there are two wally west yeah the black wally west and the white wally west oh <laughs> they both exist okay yeah wait so the 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 black this is one a k-hole is, richard the, the, <laughs> Uh, so the black one is the one running around with the Teen Titans right now. Yes, he's so Kid he's Flash technically. Kid Flash. Okay, so Wally West before he became Flash, uh, he was just Kid Flash through the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, in the Teen Titans, all that with, stuff. Okay. Dick Grayson's his best friend, which is what I love about Titans is they keep that original relationship. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then he, uh, Barry dies. Yes. He becomes the Flash. Right. Does he then go on to join the Justice League? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. good. He's the Flash for tw- about 23 years. What did I write? I wrote, yeah, 23 years. And From 1986 until about 2010. And Barry was gone that entire time? For most of it. He came wow. back in 2008 
and they did a flash, the flash rebirth. And I think it was infinite crisis where they brought Barry Allen back. And I remember Dan Didio or whatever his name is over at DC comics. He's still there. And luckily they're getting good things done despite his being, <laughs> if you're listening to Dan, I apologize, <laughs> but he, Please just, subscribe, Dan. he had some ideas about characters that people wanted to see and bring back. And he was like, aren't you guys excited? We're going to bring back Barry Allen. And everybody as a fan was kind of collectively like, no, no, you know what I mean? Like not that there's anything wrong with Barry. He's a wonderful legacy character. Mm-hmm. But the but, but Wally had been flashed for 23 years. Right. All the people who were heartbroken by Barry Allen sacrificing himself had come to love Wally West over those 23 years because he'd been gone. He'd pop up in his store in Wally's run every once in a while because of time travel. You know, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, this is the Flash now. It's funny when I talk to people about the Flash, like, eh, it's I get how passionate you are about Wally West. But I, you know, I, I hate to say that I don't really know that many of his storylines. The only way I know the Flash is the Justice League cartoon. And I'm like, that's Wally. <laughs> The whole Justice League cartoon from Cartoon Network to Justice League Unlimited <laughs> is Wally West. And no one knows it. You know wow. what I mean? It's amazing. So, like literally Wally. That is Wally West. Okay, wow. Yes, he has red hair. <laughs> Batman calls him Wally West in the, the finale before it became Justice League Unlimited. There's a great episode where, where Wally and Lex Luthor switch bodies. Mm, and they have this whole weird. fun play. Yeah. And so Lex is in Wally's body and he's like, well, at least I can find out who his secret identity is. And he takes off the mask and he goes... I have no idea who this is. (laughs) Nice. And then Wally's in Lex's body and he's in the bathroom and and he's about to leave the bathroom and the other bad guys are like, wait, aren't you going to wash your hands? And Wally as Lex is like, no, because I'm evil. And this is the cartoon. This is the cartoon. But that's the one thing about Wally that I will say that's that's translated to the recent Barry is the sense of humor. Barry was never really a funny character. Mm. He didn't crack wise a lot in the Silver Age and even into the 80s. He was kind of like a straight character Mm -hmm. and Wally was funny because he started as a kid you know what I mean so he grew up and he grew into this role and he was just so dynamic and had so much about him that that Flash was a fully formed character and the writers that made him that way were Mark Wade and Jeff Johns we'll get into that later I'm sure (laughs) if you have questions but there's a lot to be said about that okay cool so uh we go into or you just mentioned the whole like swapping with Lex Luthor and it brought me to think did did we ever see Wally not being the Flash? Like, not that he did, didn't have powers, but like, what was his everyday life like? Like as a kid or as an adult? Or just just as a person, either kid or adult. Like when he wasn't being the Flash, like did, like what was did his we alter get to ego? See that? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny because he was so busy being the Flash, especially during Mark Wade's run. He was so busy being the Flash that his real life was just like being with Linda, mm-hmm. and Linda was a reporter, Linda Park, who was in the Flash TV show, which I thought was like. As a, as a devout Wally uh, disciple, it was the creepiest thing to see because <laughs> Barry and Linda were like shacking up. And I was like, that's your nephew's or your future wife. That's disgusting. You stay uh-huh. away from her. Um, but so Wally was, Jeff Johns actually gave him a clear job. He'd never really had like a clear set alter ego. I mean, he had Wally West, but like a, I'm Bruce Wayne. I run a company. I'm Oliver Queen. I run a company. I'm Clark Kent. I'm a reporter. I'm Hal Jordan. I fly airplanes. He didn't have that one thing. So funny enough, it wasn't until Jeff Johns really got on board that he's like, you know what? Wally's going to work at a mechanic shop and work on cars. And that was the only thing that stuck for that long of a period of time. He had jobs leading up to that and did other things, but he, they never focused on it. Mm -hmm. They spent so much time with him being the flash because the thing with it, with a sort of B string character like that, you had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they could do anything. But you had to justify why Green Lantern, Green Arrow, 
uh, Flash had to be on the Justice League. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. So the way that they justified them in their stories was they just made them the heroes pretty much all the time. Oh, okay. They were like always in costume. Because mm-hmm. it was like, who gives a shit about what, what Wally West does, you know, in his daily life? Right. Being the Flash, he runs fast. Just run fast. Yeah, but so that would be in the in the Justice League comics. Or the, yeah, that like that this, was also the mechanic job in, and all that stuff. Yeah, you, well, it was yes, in the Flash but, run that ran from '87 until uh, 2008. Okay, I think yeah, but he didn't become that that mechanic job until I think 2001, 2002, maybe. So, I want to know how did he meet Linda? Linda is the same way they kind of met. Well, not quite the same way they met in Titans on the job. She was okay. a reporter covering a story, and that's that's how they met. And, how- and she didn't like him. You know, it's this kind <laughs> okay, of same, same thing. So there's sort it's this sort of history repeats itself, mm. which is great. And I think that um, Dan Abnett's having a fun time with that. Uh, and he's and he said in an interview, he's the writer for Titans, and was saying like, I don't want to give it to people immediately, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to string along too. I think it's obvious that they're going to get together because it's like an important relationship to people who are big DC fans, but. It's it's a similar thing. Like he courted her and they didn't get along and she was in his way because she wanted to report on crime scenes and whatever that he was working on and now he not forensic like Barry, but crime scenes and stuff as a hero that he had to be around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, this fucking girl's here all the time. <laughs> and then slowly they started dating and hit it off and it just became that I honestly feel that and I think you'd be hard pressed to ask any diehard DC fan, I honestly think that Wally and Linda is on par with Clark and Lois. <laughs> it really is. It's well, super, super important. Their being together is integral. I don't, I don't, I'm not too familiar with DC. So I, I would only think of any relationships in DC being Clark and Lois. Yeah. Uh, Barry and Iris. And then that, okay. That's a big one too. Wally, yeah. Wally and, and Linda, but that's and, only because I recently and Oliver and uh, Dinah. And Dinah. Yeah. And so there aren't really that many relationships. Or and uh, Hal and Carol. Who's Carol? Greenla- Carol, uh, Carol Ferris. Hmm, she was a star set. That's a Green Lantern character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris. That's another okay. One. All right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pop up over, over. Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman. Fuck. Okay. I guess there's way too many. I was so wrong. They're in a relationship and obviously something happens to happen to her. Oh. Uh, some evil yeah you mean as like his as wally's run as the flash has been happening like what happens to linda yeah like like what does she, how often is she put in danger does she ever die like any of that no kind of stuff? thankfully no. she never died wow okay at least not to my memory god it's so i i made it i i have every single issue every of wally's issue. run as flash oh wow i when i was in high school through college it took me like four years but i collected all of them one through two hundred and sixty something, or whatever it was. Did you just have to like something. travel around to different? Yeah, eBay and comic uh-huh. book conventions and looking for things. And um, I think I'm missing some annuals, but but the the run of numbers, I have the whole thing. And Linda, she was in danger as any kind of, you know, female comic book character right. is in danger. <laughs> I'm sure they will start writing this new Linda differently. The way that they are, she seems strong headed already, and that Linda was too, but. They, yeah, I mean, she was in danger, but she never died. Nothing, never anything so extreme. At least nothing that I remember that it was have to like, got to go back in time and change this thing to save <laughs> Linda. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> there is a degree um, to which it's like, it's been so many years that I read these stories 
but the major stuff I definitely remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the beginning, he becomes Kid Flash, and he's kind of like, why does he become Kid Flash? Is it because he just has these powers, and he's been a fan of the Flash, and he just wants to kind of like follow in his? It was nineteen, like I said, it was nineteen fifty nine. Yes, yes, you know what I mean. Okay, like, here's a child. Put him in the thing. He loves the Flash. He wants to be the Flash. He's Kid Flash. Good. And it was good for readership <laughs> for kids because it gave them. That's why every comic book character had Ward. You know what I mean? That's why mm-hmm. there was a Speedy and a Robin and a Superboy at some point and a whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Because it's like kids needed that character that they could be like, that's me in the comic. Mm-hmm. And I think that was Wally for a lot of people. Okay. Um, is there any time in Wally's history where he has to take a step back and like think about what he's doing, why he's doing this or anything? Or is he always just like straight on like this is what I'm doing? There was. There was a period of time when Jeff Johns was writing the story and he forgot that he was the Flash. He forgot. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what precipitated that. I want to say that it was Infinite Crisis, one of these big summer stories. And there was a there was like a one of the things that kind of reverberated out of that story was that for a period of time, Wally forgot that he was the flash and the person who reminded him that he was the flash was captain cold and captain cold, because there was that relationship between the rogues. And when you watch the show and you hear them, the way that they talk about the rogues and the way that the rogues behave, that was thanks to Jeff Johns during his run on the thing, which lasted, I wrote this down (laughs) 164 to 225. That's the issues that he wrote for Wally uh, were the rogues. He made Flash's rogues gallery what they were. They had a code, they had ethics, they had, it it, it almost made them sort of non-bad guys. And they've been attached to that ever since. And Mm. it only functioned, I think, during that period of time. Mm. I feel like the New 52 really should have had them going back to being traditional bad guys because having them be like, we're the rogues, we have these rules, it functioned because it that's the way Jeff Johns made it. Mm-hmm. But when they brought Barry Allen back and they tried to have them be the same, it wasn't the same mm-hmm. because that was their relationship with Wally West. And so Captain Cold was like this weirdly dark mentor for Wally mm. as he stumbled through his life as a mechanic and getting these, you know, working at the shop and stuff and helped him remember that he was the Flash because Captain Cold was like, I can't exist. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable being Captain Cold without there being a Flash. And so that's what I'm saying. It functioned for that run that Johns did on Flash and with Wally because he used other bad guys. He cr- created and came up with outside bad guys or used lesser known characters and gave them all personalities. There was all these one shots about the rogues and their relationships and he made them all people. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like, oh, it's the top. You know what I mean? He's, he's up to his top game again. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's Heat Wave and all this. You know, because all his bad guys were like any other comic book bad guy. We said it's Mirror Master and the top and Heat right. Wave and, like and the Trickster. And all. This thing yeah, in. I mean, they're just like fucking fill in the blank, like right. something er character. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he gave them all great uh, humanity. Hmm. And it was so refreshing and wonderful. And I remember... Wizard Magazine, I don't even think Wizard Magazine's around anymore, but they had voted him as the greatest rogues gallery at that during that year. Not Batman, not Superman, not anybody. That was the best rogues gallery at that time because they were so well written. And they've tried to translate that into Barry's story and into the show. And it just feels so inauthentic to me mm-hmm. because it ha- they just haven't earned it. Right. Well, you know? they, don't they had 164 really... issues to get there. Mm-hmm. And then when they got there and did it, it was fucking phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, I went into the station. That, that's all great. Yeah. I, I love it. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay. So you did mention that 
Wally eventually has kids and you did not like them. He does. Him and him and Linda do have children. And are they like Barry's kids where they kind of also have the speed force or whatever? Yeah, they both do. Jay. So wait. Jay and Linda. Uh Uh-huh. Jay named after Jay Garrick, but spelled J-A-I. Okay. I'm sorry, not Jay and Linda. Jay and Iris. Okay. J-A-I after Jay Garrick and Iris after Aunt Iris, but Mm -hmm. they called her Irie, like I-R-E-Y. Oh, okay. She was fast. He was, he could like grow and be super strong. It was weird. I don't know. I don't understand. Like that was one of those things where like as soon as that happened, I was like, I don't fucking know who (laughs) these people are and what their powers are and this. And that was at the point in time where Wally's run as the Flash was like starting to stumble and it was Mm. inevitable and understandable that they were like we're gonna bring back barry and so they stopped caring that much about what they were doing with wally (laughs) so they had all these random stories with his kids and linda and all this stuff and then barry came and then wally and the whole family was like on the sidelines and i was like oh great so you gave him these kids and then you wrote weird stories with them Mm -hmm. and then they just disappeared and now they don't exist at all right so when Barry came back. Did they have two separate comics running? No. With, no. No. They, they ended Wally's run as soon as oh, Barry came back. Oh, God. So they did, <laughs> right? Dude, it was like such a stat. I was like, why? That is why? weird. But that's what I'm saying. You talk about you have a character who's the Flash, who's the primary character for 23 years. He has mm-hmm. a wife. He has children. He is the Flash that people have known for this long. And somebody goes, we're going to bring back Barry Allen. Aren't you excited? And fans were like, look, we like Barry Allen historically, but like, why do everybody's fine with Wally. I don't think there was one guy that was like, I won't read the flash until <laughs> Barry comes back. I never heard that. <laughs> and they, it was their crusade to bring back Barry Allen because they did green lantern rebirth and green lantern rebirth was phenomenal, sold really well. But Hal Jordan, it's kind of like the, he is like the green lantern. Kyle Rayner was a green lantern for a period of time. Hal Jordan, this is, this is a little side. Hal Jordan, Became obsessed or uh, possessed by Parallax and it killed a bunch of Green Lanterns and disappeared or whatever it was. I don't really know. And then Kyle Rayner was the new Green Lantern of Earth and he was the primary Green Lantern for a long time during the 90s. And then in the early 2000s, they were like, we should bring back Hal Jordan. But there wasn't that much time between them. Mm-hmm. Certainly not 23 years. Yeah, that's a long time. And people were kind of like, yeah, let's bring back Hal because he's cool. But the thing is, they never got rid of Kyle. Like he's always still been there uh-huh. in certain capacities. They just got rid of Wally when well, the new 52 happened. Okay, so that, that was actually going to be my next thing. Barry comes in. Wally's slowly being pushed out. Yes. What happened to Wally? Did he literally just disappear? When after Flash Rebirth, there's a finishing panel that's really, really beautiful. And it, and this is something that Mark Wade started and Jeff Johns sort of finished is this building of the Flash family. So there's characters like Max Mercury and Johnny Quick and Jesse Quick, which Jesse Quick is in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite the way that she is in the comics, but that's she's still there by name. And... Jeff Johns wanted to do this Flash family book where it was going to be Barry, Wally, Jay Garrick, Wally's kids, Max Mercury, Jesse and Johnny Quick, and Bart Allen, who was Barry's grandson from the future, Mm -hmm. who was kind of the kid Flash when Wally was Flash. His name was Impulse. Okay. And that just never materialized. And when they did Flashpoint and Wally was, uh, Barry had become the primary Flash, they as soon as Flash Rebirth ended, 
they were like, and now the flash starts over at number one and it's Barry Allen. And while he's around, you know, he pops in. He's like, hey, I'm also the flash. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, I was only my job for 23 years. Thanks for fucking coming back, Barry. Oh, that's so sad. It was very sad. And then they did uh, Flashpoint and then Flashpoint reset everything and did New 52. And then there was no Wally West. And then when they finally brought in Wally West, it was the new Wally West, who's the black Wally West, which I will say, I love the idea of more representation in comic books, Mm -hmm. whatever it be, minority, LGBTQ, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, let's do it. But don't you feel like you want those to be original characters? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, why are you repurposing this old white character and now making him the black character? Mm -hmm. So they were like, this is Wally. And I was like, I'm happy that Wally's back but i'm not because it's not that one who's existed since 1959 it's a weird thing because it's like we appreciate that the diversity is happening but then when you're just literally taking a character that already existed right and just changing their color and now he's black yeah you're like it's it's like okay it's it's lazy and it's i don't know if offensive is the right word but it's like you didn't give us anything we're an afterthought at this point yeah Oh, oh, we need a black flash. Um, uh, well, we have no Wally, so uh, we'll just give him a Wally. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get it. You know, I again, representation in comic books and all media is so important. But that notion of like, here's a character that's existed from 1959 until 2010. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. And then you're like, well, he'll be the black flash now. <laughs> and I know f- friends of mine that were just like, it just feels unauthentic. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see a black speedster. I really do because there isn't one. Mm-hmm. But let's just call him something else. Mm-hmm. Give him his own backstory. Make him a unique character. Right. There's just too much history well, associated upsets, with Wally to repurpose it. It upsets the original fans for right. kind of like completely literally just changing the, who right. the character is. Right. And then it like it makes other the like diverse fans happy. However, at the same time, like I said, it's just like we had this old thing we didn't have it anymore, yeah. so let's just make it yours now. Right. Instead of like, here's right. this brand new yeah. thing. Oh, you're upset that you don't have representation? Well, here. Yeah. Have this. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is yeah, like, yeah. It feels worse that way almost. Uh-huh. So, so that's what happened. <coughs> <coughs> Wally was written out of comic books, and when he came back, it was a, he was a black kid. Mm-hmm. And, na- and then fans were like, Again, we're happy about the representation, but also still mad because it's like, where's that Wally who's existed yeah, for just like a 70 different. years? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh, like, and I guess Jeff Johns was upset too. He, he's kind of the big head honcho now at DC Comics and the way that Wally had been, Wally was his favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty upset with the way that that character was handled because I think he'd had plans for what, obviously he wanted to do this flash book and Dan and all those guys there wanted to reboot the whole universe because they thought it make more money and uh, it just tanked the new 52 was not people were not happy yeah so he's back now finally good and yeah. so now we have wally and wally running around in the same universe which honestly i think is fabulous like, okay I'm, I'm, i it's too and i'm glad that they're like well let's not change one of their names or whatever maybe one of them will die or one of them will be evil or whatever it is but i'm happy that they're like let they found a way to define it which is that Iris had two other brothers, and that was their respective fathers. Mm. So there's um, Daniel and whoever the other one is, West. <laughs> Whatever the other one is. Yeah, yeah, and their grandpa, uh, 
Rudy Wallace West or whatever is who they're named after. I don't know. I just, I can't even keep <laughs> And so they, their, their brothers, their dads were brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we are in the rebirth and Wally's back. He doesn't have his own comic solo comic right. series, but he's yet. in a team yet. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So that was actually what I was going to ask is now he's on a team, like just primarily on a team. Yeah. Do and I get the feeling you do want him to have his own solo series, but what is that like just seeing him on a team versus just doing his own thing? It's nice so far. Uh, I guess depending on how long it goes is one thing. They've definitely made him a more primary character even in the Titans. Mm-hmm. He gets more FaceTime, especially with Nightwing. I mean, because I think they're the big sellers. And so they are really pushing Wally's presence in that book because he's popular. And people are excited to see him and that's why they read that book. Right. Um, and so it's, it's, it's nice, but my whole thing is like Dick Grayson has been around almost as long at historically, 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 Historically. (laughs) how strong did you make these margaritas, Richard? (laughs) Oh, you finished yours. (laughs) Mine is done. And, uh, but Nightwing's had a book forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why can't there be two flash books? Right. We'll call one the flash. We'll other, we'll just call the one flash. We'll we'll just drop the, you know what I mean? Comic book fans get it. That's the the delight of being a comic book nerd Mm -hmm. is that you get it. They're not selling it to television, not selling it to the theaters. That's confusing as fuck. If you're like, oh, I want to see this movie, but it's, it's just called flash and not the flash. And he's a different guy. You'd be like, what? (laughs) But in the comic book world, they're like, yeah, it's Wally. I get it. But they could also do something very simple, like with the Captain America. They have Captain America, Sam yeah, Wilson, and right. then Captain America, Steve Rogers. I pray to God that that world exists in the future <laughs> because I think people really want that. And I think it would sell well. And to be honest with you, I hope the writer is not listening, but the Flash, the Barry book has been boring. Oh, no. You know why it's been boring? Because <laughs> Barry's always been boring. Okay. <laughs> I, I swear to God, if anybody disagrees with me, find me on Twitter. Argue with me at Will Sterling underscore. <laughs> Barry Allen is boring as fuck and always has been. That's why they killed him and made the Flash more interesting and cool and funny and hip and awesome. Like, that's what Wally exists to do was make the Flash cool again. And he did. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to give it to the old guy again. And you were like, oh, wonderful. Here we go. Great. So maybe one day. But, you know, they're doing they're servicing him well in Titans. Good. I do hope, though, that in the future he does get his own. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of team books. I don't know. I just always love team books. They're great. They're fun. Yeah. Um, Do you hope or can you see them doing an all-flash team book? I still would love to see it. I I know that that was Jeff Johns' dream dream many years ago. And he, between, like I said, him and Mark Wade, painstaking amount of time was spent bringing all these great old-school Silver Age speedster characters into the present day and being in Wally's circle and uh, then they just did nothing with it in the end. You know, the trigger to be pulled was a Flash family book, and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would take a little bit of time to bring back some of those characters. Jay Garrick hasn't even been in the New 52. Oh. And it- they teased his helmet in the Flash book. And, oh. and and Wally, I think, made mention of like, oh, I saw this guy with the helmet or whatever. And I'm like, what? He's so important. Like, he's just always been around. Mm-hmm. There's no Bart Allen. That's crazy to me. Bart was... I think showed up in 1993 or something or 94 and he was the flash for a period of time. And that was Barry's oh. grandson from the future. And so him and Wally, I mean, there's just all these great characters, Jesse and Johnny quick and um, Max Mercury. And there's just so much fun stuff to be done that they'd done so much work. And then it just disappeared Yeah, because the new 52 <laughs> fucked 
everything. Well, hopefully they can like rebuild. They to that will. Point. They will. The way they're writing their books, it's very obvious that they're like, oh, we fucked up. That if mm-hmm. you read, you read the Rebirth special where Wally comes back and yes, where he's just kind of like running around everywhere. Didn't it and feel like, like an eighty-page? I'm sorry. <laughs> know what it felt like it's exactly what it was i mean jeff johns was like yeah god damn it i gotta write this big letter because dc fucked my whole thing up sorry you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's great now because the characters are technically the new 52 characters but they're written with the sensibilities of the characters of the 70 years worth of history that they all had before that Mm -hmm. and yes comic book continuity gets all over the place but they still had a general wellspring that they always drew from which was the sort of basic continuity mm-hmm. and sort of reboot that and be like oh they're all young and hip and whatever and superman and wonder woman are fucking and Oliver <laughs> queen has no beard and it's like so all the things that we liked about these characters you were like let's just change them <laughs> yeah, you know for 70 years let's, let's just be like fuck something. you yeah <laughs> and and rebirth is a flawless it's just wonderful. Every single book to come out of that whole thing has just been really, really good. I'm just good. Happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you got your superhero. It, oh, it did, <laughs> dude. I wouldn't read DC. Con- I couldn't. I couldn't without Wally West. I couldn't do it. Wow. And I watched the TV show because I was so upset. And the Superman wasn't the Superman that I know and love. Batman was pretty close. Green Lantern was close because they were like, well, those are the books that make the most money at the time. So like, why change those? Mm-hmm. And the the TV shows filled a cool like void. For a period of time. Right. And then once Rebirth came out, last started last summer, I was like, this shit is so good. <laughs> and then I'd try to watch the shows and I was like, this is, I, <laughs> I can't even stomach this anymore. I wish everyone could have seen that face. <laughs> that <you made>. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting. I was like, Oliver is a little bitch. Barry is being an asshole to all his friends. Also, all his cool storylines are thanks to his fucking nephew, <laughs> who's not even in the show and gets no credit. League of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know. With this, mm-hmm. everything that like, I don't watch the shows anymore because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And it that feels like, <gasps> it's like a therapeutic <laughs> statement. I don't need the shows anymore because the comics are finally great again. And it feels like the way that they write them is is what. That's why it brings me a lot of joy, and you see a smile on my face because I feel like I was when I was little collecting comic books all the way through college. I cl- I've been a DC fanboy my whole life. And I don't feel bad about that. People are always like, oh, you're a DC fanboy. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm a DC fanboy. You know mm-hmm. why? Because I like DC characters. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you give Marvel a chance? Because I don't fucking like most of those characters. <laughs> I just don't like them. I like Spider-Man and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. I just like DC. And it's it just feels good. That's nice. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Okay, so I have a, uh, a final few questions for you. So what would you recommend for the listeners if they want to get into like a... a really good Wally West story. Yes. Is there a run or anything that you this would recommend? This is the perfect time to ask this question. Ooh, okay. Because Mark Wade is responsible for, I mean, Jeff Johns has done a lot of great work, but all of the cool shit that makes The Flash, it's so funny how recent a lot of this stuff, the character's been around for like 75 years almost. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. They never really figured out what to do with him. He had uh, Ibrid Thon and, 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 per- Dr. Zoom, Professor Zoom, all that kind of stuff. But Mark Wade, when he wrote for Wally West, created the Speed Force, created this really, really, really even more vicious relationship between Eberthon and um, Wally and made Jay relevant again. Jay Garrick invented Bart Allen, brought Max Mercury back in, Johnny Quick, Jesse Quick. I mean, he created Savitar, who's the new villain of the season, which... I don't know if the people are up to speed, but I'm, 
it doesn't. Could we do we do we do spoilers? Can I tag this with a right, spoiler skip, alert? Skip skip ahead five skip seconds. Skip ahead if you don't want a spoiler. <laughs> so Savitar on the show is Barry Allen from the future. Mm-hmm. Savitar on the comics, it's just Savitar. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. he's just a guy. Why can't we just have it without a twist and make him be a bad guy? Mark Wade has did, laid so much fucking insane, awesome groundwork that made the Flash, the cool Flash that everybody knows, and that they drew from as source material for the Justice League cartoon, which cemented what the Flash was for people. Mm-hmm. Most people, not DC comic book fans who have been reading this stuff from the 70s. They knew Barry before, but Mark Wade just did such a tremendous job. So they, I didn't know this until two weeks ago. I was at the comic book shop. And I saw a trade, like a collected volume, called Mark Wade's Flash or something like that, volume two. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) And I looked at the back and it was like 20 issues worth. And that was volume two. So they are collecting and booking Mark Wade's work on The Flash. And it started in 2017. Volume one came out in like January 2017. Volume two just came out. So they're aware. You know what I mean? (laughs) Of how important the Wally West storylines are for The Flash. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, why don't we make more money by recollecting this? Right. So do I have specific stories I could recommend? Yes. The Return of Barry Allen is the big one that Mark Wade did where Barry Allen comes back. And uh, I won't spoil anything. I'll spoil the show because fuck the show. Uh, But I won't spoil the comics if you guys don't. You do your Flash history. Please read all of your Wally West stories. I will not spoil a single second. The Return of Barry Allen is a very, very emotional, important story. But... Don't even buy that. Buy these trades. They're paperback. I think they're like 25 bucks. Volume one, Mark Wade on the Flash, or Mark Wade's the Flash, something like that. Buy both of those, volume one and volume two, and read them. They're, they're tremendous. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then, so the last question that I like to ask everyone is why? Why Wally West? Why do you love him so much? This is a long answer. Good. I'll try to make it as short go. as I can. <laughs> you said most of your interviews have been going like 45 minutes or so. And I'm like, I will make this go two hours. <laughs> so I'm obsessed. So when I was a kid, I liked Batman. I liked Spider-Man. Some of these characters. You know, you have your superheroes and stuff. I wasn't really a Superman fan until much later. Um, the character that I grabbed onto for whatever reason when I was a kid was Tim Drake which is the hat that I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. He's Robin. My, it goes, if if people were like, oh, Superman must be your favorite because you cosplay as him and all that stuff. If it went favorites, it's this. Wally West, Tim Drake, Superman. Tim Drake was this, the youthful thing. Batman the Animated Series had gone to its fourth season and it was like the Batman Superman Adventures. And there was this new Robin who was extra young. And he was like, felt like it was the exact same age as me. And I was like, I love this Robin because <laughs> I like his yellow and red and not the green. And was just over the hill about him, over the hill, over the moon about him. And so as I was reading comics, I started reading The Flash. And I was like, oh, he's funny. He seemed characteristically similar to Tim Drake because I was reading the Robin spinoff at that time, too. He was just older. And I knew that he was close to Nightwing and him and Dick Grayson were like best friends. So I was like, oh, so he's connected to the original Teen Titans. And then I started digging on excuse me his history with the teen titans and the fact that he was a sidekick and those original flash stories like i said where he was real little and wearing the exact same costume as barry and was Mm -hmm. just tiny flash basically and i was just like i love when i was you know nine and ten years old i liked reading stories with the sidekicks who made me feel like me like i said that's why they created those characters and i kind of fell away from him a little bit until I was in high school. And I and in high school, I just, I went back to it when Jeff Johns 
had started his run and his work with the rogues and humanizing all those characters. But it was totally that relationship with Linda and the fact that he had a real backstory that was organic to him, which was my mentor died and I have to become this person. That's what really grabbed me because there's never been a Robin who's become a Batman besides Dick Grayson was Batman briefly when he was lost in time and whatever, but it never stuck. You know what I mean? There's never really been a protege who's taken up the mantle and become that character for such a long period of time because Wally was a flash for 23 years. There was never a Superboy that became the new Superman. There was never a Robin that became the new Batman or a new Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Flash was like, to me, the only one that ever stuck and stayed for that long. And so it was inherently born into him that he had this incredible weight on his shoulders to live up to Barry Allen, this golden boy, which is the way that they still write him, which is why I think he's boring, is because they don't know what to do with him. When they did the Flash Rebirth, they were like, let's give him dead parents. You know what I mean? Like, let's just give him stock mystery background, which Jeff Johns did create. I mean, I think dude, I do think Jeff Johns had some missteps, and they were like, his mom died, mystery, his dad Oh, he's sad because his mom died. But that backstory never existed until Flash Rebirth, 2008. Mm -hmm. And Wally had backstory. He had all of that stuff. He had a dead uncle and mentor. And he was like, fuck me. I have to be the Flash. And he stepped up and did it. And I was like, that is what sold me. And the fact that he stayed the Flash for so long and became... People didn't like him for so long, you know, like being part of the Justice League. He was the young guy, mm -hmm. the funny one, the quirky one, the goofy one. I was always the funny, goofy, quirky outsider. And when people accepted him, it felt like people were accepting me because he worked his ass off to get to where he got. And the fact that he made all of these, they made all these great stories about Wally. And you have this character who did work his ass off to become this person and then to have him basically be wiped was just like the biggest slap in the face. And I was just like heartbroken. I was like, I just can't read your comic books anymore. I can't, because that was me. You know what I mean? And now I'm gone from the universe. And when they did Titans, the rebirth, like the little special number one before the story kicked off, and he was like, I feel like I'm home again, kind of thing and all this. And I was just like, oh my God, that's that was me. I felt it, it was great. So that's why. Aww. That's why. There's a lot of emotion, <laughs> there is. I'm an emotional person. <laughs> And I approach all this stuff emotionally, and it's no, that's great. Yeah, that is great. that is a wonderful, wonderful reason to love someone. And I absolutely love hearing people talk about why they love the characters they love because yeah. it's always something relatable. Right. It's always something they can grasp onto and be like, "Oh, they're doing this, and I can do that as well." Right. So, Will, yes, you have your own podcast. And you have a do. bunch of millions of things that you're doing. Tell us where we can find you and where we can find the stuff you're I'm working doing. on. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Will Sterling underscore. My podcast is called The Motivation Report, which is uh, it's it's whatever I want it to be when I want it to be it. So it started with this notion of motivational speaking. So it goes in and out of episodes where I'm like, hey, maybe think about life this way. <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes there's episodes about Frankenstein mm -hmm. or there's episodes about uh, Christmas. And I do a whole Christmas variety special. And the Frankenstein episode was a very high. I mean, it was a, almost basically like a book report with, a, with some actors. So good. Okay. So I have to like, <laughs> like quickly just like toot your horn or whatever the phrase is. I don't know. Um, so 
what I love about your show is when it first started off, it was kind of pointed and I actually really liked that. It was very because, aggressive because, because I was very aggressive. At yeah. The time. And I yeah. always felt like you were yelling at me. Yes. But like, I, because I was, I was yelling <laughs> at the world because I was yelling, for, you know, I felt angry. I was like, yeah, what are you doing? What are we doing? But People it was dying. like the best kind of like aggression towards someone who may be doing what you were like preaching yeah. already, but it was still like giving us an opportunity to be like, Oh shit. But like, what more can I do? What can we do? Yeah. And, and so that was, Absolutely brilliant. And then yeah. you came out with your your Frankenstein episode, which was like beyond. <laughs> like, yeah. Which have... I'm so happy about that title, The Modern Prometheus, because that was the Mary Shelley title of the book, mm-hmm. Frankenstein or The Modern Prometheus. Right, right. Yeah. And that was brilliant. And everyone should, if like you're going to check out any of his episodes, that one is my absolute favorite. And so do that thank one. You, but thank you, thank you. I, and now you're doing interviews and it's it's just been wonderful. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good episode about therapy coming up. Let's yeah. get rid of the stigma about therapy. So people, you know, you heard that about therapy. And, and it's like Just exercising, it. like physically exercising. Yeah. That's what you, you pay need for to do gym with membership. your brain. Like you pay you for a gym to... membership to exercise your body. Yeah. You pay for a therapist to exercise your brain. Right? Exactly. Yes. That's what you, you need, need to be you mentally to... healthy also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. Okay. So yeah, find him on all that stuff. Motivation report. Will Sterling underscore everything. Yep. Will. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you show. for having me. It's been a delight. So that was the interview with Will. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. The thing that was shocking to me, if you did not notice, was the fact that Wally West was the Flash for 23 years and we had no Barry Allen. And I was like, what is happening? What? (laughs) So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, That was a really fun interview. I really enjoyed talking to Will and uh, having him just gush about Wally West was excellent. I really enjoyed it. All right, so that's pretty much it. That's the show. Um, Going to start plugging where you can find us. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are Interview a Nerd. And then if you want to find us online with uh, the email address, that is interviewacomicnerd.com. And remember, if you guys know that we got something wrong or if you want to put some of your input in there, uh, I very much encourage that. So go to the website. There is a comment section for each episode. So you guys can do that. And if you want to just give me a a, a few little words, you know, you can tweet at me as well. That's completely okay. I don't mind that at all. So that's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, That's pretty much it. Oh, this week, later this week, there is going to be a a bonus episode with Will and um, just trying something out. So make sure you guys check that out. It is going to be coming out later this week. I enjoyed what I did with it. It was fun, interesting, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, have a good rest of the week until the bonus that comes out later this week. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Okay, I'm done. No more talking for me. I'm done. I'm going to stop. I'm not stopping. Why am I not stopping? Anyway, see you guys later. Stay lovely. Bye. Bye.